Yo, what up, good people? Welcome to the Let's Talk About It show. Today, we got two special guests. We got Miss Kimberly, what up? And we got Body Double Security, what up? Uh, Y'all already know who I am, ASAP Barbie, and my co-host, E. Um, So today, we're going to talk about fucking interracial dating, public school versus private school, and y'all already know, last but not least, Who's better? If you follow me on Instagram, you see a who's who's better all week long. I get comments and the craziest shit ever about that. But I'm gonna jump right into this shit. So we're gonna start with the interracial dating. So the interracial dating, I feel like there's nothing wrong with interracial dating. I think the problem comes in when black men date white women because if you date if you date a, a brown girl like a Spanish chick. Asian chick, whatever the case, nobody has a problem with it. But then when you date a white girl, you're the most disgusting human being on the planet. But on the flip side, like I always say, you can't help who you love because it's like 100 billion people in the world and you don't know where your soulmate really is. You fall in love with who you're around. That's the reality of it. And like nobody for some reason seems to find it offensive when black women go date white guys. It's cute then. But then when black men do it, it's like we the worst <laughs> things on the earth. Like, I don't get it. Eric, what you think? So, like I said, we talked about it earlier and I'll just rehash. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with interracial dating. Uh, I do have a problem with self-hate though. So, if I meet a brother and he tells me, you know, hey, this is my lady. Her name is Hannah or Becky. And, uh, you know, when he started talking about their relationship, he in- interjects that, you know, he did that because he can't stand black women or he ain't man enough to, you know, deal with the black woman. Then I have problems with that. Um, and like I said before, it's because your mama's black, your auntie's black, your sister's black, your cousin's black. So to me, all signs point to self-hate when that's your excuse. Now, if he just met her and you know, shot his shot, and it got the shaking, got the rapping. That's how it happened. I understand that, and I'm not going to tell a man, you know, um, to leave a woman just because of her skin color. But like I said, that reasoning means something to me. That's what okay. I got. Kim, what do you think? I think it's the same thing. Buying the interracial dating is when you have to, you know talk down upon the race that you're not dating to make it seem like your preferences are better. If you like white women and Asians and, you know, Hispanics and that's your preference, that's all right. And like I said, you can't help who you love, but don't be with them on account that you're talking negatively about black women, especially if you're black. Like I said, you have a black mother, black aunt, sister, nieces. Got you. So, uh, body double, what you think about it? I mean, just to make it unanimous, man, I, I see it the same way, you know what I'm saying? But mine come with a twist because my personal belief is different from how I view everybody else's. Like, if that's what you want, if that's what you want to do, that's what you went to, by all means, do your thing, you know what I'm saying? Who am I to judge how you live your life, you know what I'm talking about? Right. 
But as for me personally, uh-huh. I grew up in East Texas, you know what I'm saying? The interracial thing was real prevalent in my generation, you know what I'm talking about? Because the white girls, they want to rebel against their pops and all that, there, you know what I'm saying? But I just can't see myself personally being with somebody who can't identify with my struggle. Exactly. You know, that's my biggest thing for me. Me personally, I love black women. That's not a knock to anybody who doesn't love them as much as I do. But my thing is, I don't believe there's any other woman that can understand my struggle as an everyday black man like a black woman. Now, don't get it twisted. Asian women, Spanish women, they have their struggles as well. But it's just not mine. And I'm not against it. It's just, it's not my thing. You know, and and like as far as interracial go, like, it's starting to become one of those things like, you know, let's say you do have a kid with, you know, you have a mixed kid. Do you call your kid mixed or do you call them black? That's my biggest thing. Like, Eric, how you feel about that one? Well, you already know. So, like I said before, and I'll say it again, I'll restate it. My kids are Filipino and black. Um, but I let them know what society says they are. They're black. Their mother's Filipino, but they're black. Um and there's no getting away around it. And I think that's important because if you buy into what you actually are, and like I said, I'm not denying that they're not mixed, but if you buy into that, that, hey, I'm different than my brother or my sister that might be darker than me, then that's when you fall into the trap and you can get caught up, you know what I'm saying, out here on these streets with a cop or when you run into the wrong neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? So I make sure I, I explain to my kids, yeah, you know, you biracial. Um, you have two cultures to, to pull from, but never understand, never forget the society in which you live in, and you're still a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay, exactly. so now my so okay, so my next question it goes to Miss Kimberly. So as a black woman, like does it make you feel any type of way seeing a black man with a white girl, even though you really don't care? But does it somewhere inside does it make you feel weird? Like why? Why that one? It does. Mm. It does. Wow. Uh, it, it's, I, I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> I just, a, a part of me when I see it is like, wow, out of all the black women in the world, I don't want to say this is what you end up with because, you know, like I said, there are good women coming all kinds of races, but I just find it hard that that man couldn't connect with a black woman on the level that he was looking for. Do I treat them any different? Like, I got a cousin that's married to an Asian. I have a cousin that's married to a white woman. I love them all just the same. They're still my, I consider them my cousins. They're in the family. So it's not that deep where, like, my hatred is like, oh, I ain't going to talk to him because, you know, he got a white wife. It's not the case. But it is a, a tad bit, little, deep down, disappointing. A little. Okay, but now on the flip side, do you support, but do you support or, I mean, or do you feel the same way when you see black women with white men? Same thing. It's like out of all the black men in the world, I find it, you know, kind of sad that you couldn't find a black man to connect with. Now, Brian, that's how you my, feel about that? My, like when my, you see a black woman with a white guy, like how do you really feel? Oh, can can we done? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Now it seems like you're still talking. My 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 thing is this right here, man. I, I feel what Kim's saying. I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I think it's funny when I see a black dude with an ugly-ass white girl just to say he got a white girl. 
So like, like, bro, like, at least, so at least get so a solid girl. So like, bro, my my thing is, bro, if you gonna cross the street, at least make it worth your while. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can find the ugly sister. Okay, you know. Hey, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. My thing, my thing is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen dudes before. You see the female, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I got this bad little white girl, woo woo, and all this stuff. So I'm like, okay, okay, got a little white chick, okay, whatever. Then when I see, I'm like, man, she's like a meth head though, bro. Like, what's what's really good? You feel me? Like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> but then, then they want to say I'm hating because I'm telling the truth. Like, bro, she's ugly. You couldn't find no sister at all. Period. That, that was at least three levels above that. Like, I don't get it. Man, and and that's it. how I feel. That's how I feel when I seen a fine black man, a good black man, with his head all right, he looked good, everything, and then he ended up with a white woman. It was like, you know how many. Good black women want want you or could want you and treat you how you're looking, and so just be like, damn. Yeah, but hey, I know. Like, Barbie, I, know I, heard can I, say, I know I heard somebody. I can't remember if it was Brian or Eric, but it was like, you know, the self hate part. Like, would it necessarily be self hate depending on where you grew up at? Like, I know, like for me, I was in the army at one point. I'm retired now, but when I was stationed in Kansas, like, there's not a lot of black people there. It's like majority white people. So, and most of those dudes there love white women. Like, does that make them like, or is is that self-hatred or is that more so that's what they know because that's what they're always around? Because like I said, I feel like you go with what you're around. Like, if if I lived in the Philippines, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be with a Filipino. I'm not going to find a, a black woman in the Philippines. You get what I'm saying? Well, to your point, I mean, can, I, can I interject real quick? I, I'll just tell a quick story. And this, this is my theory of how it happens um, to Kimberly's point. So um, I grew up in Fayetteville, North Carolina. You know, it's 46% black, 42% white. And we didn't have anything else, right? So I dated black women all my life. I went on to an HBCU, continued to date black women. But when I joined the Army, that's when I was really exposed to women of all different races and kinds like that. And I was 22 years old. And some of us just get caught slipping. I, I'm going to keep it real. My wife is beautiful. And the first time I saw her, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm trying to get with that. You know what I'm saying? So I shot my <laughs> shot. She bit. And the next thing you know, a relationship comes out of nowhere. And then you're faced with the, yo, I'm in a full-blown relationship. What are my parents going to think? What are her parents going to think? You know, but like I said, love seems to prevail in that situation, you know, especially when kids come and, and that thing. And before you know it, like I said, it's it's too late. Now, I used to think about this all the time. But one thing I, I knew I wasn't going to do was I'm going to give her the best version of me because I'm not going to just go out there and misrepresent myself just because she's Filipino. You know what I'm saying? Does that does that make sense? Yeah. So, and it just, it blossomed into a marriage, you know, 11 year marriage now. So I can see how brothers do get out there and get caught up with the sauce. But like I said, it's always in the back of my mind. I'm never going to go out here and flaunt my wife uh, for the purpose of trying to downgrade uh, a a sister. You know what I'm saying? A black woman or any woman. Word. Yo, let's let's drop one of them bombs for uh, that 11 year marriage. (laughs) 
that. My my thing my thing is this here. It's like it's not really. I don't really see it as self hate unless I talk to the dude. You know what I'm saying? Once I talk to do the female, then you gonna they gonna they gonna let you know within the first two sentences why they chose what they chose. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like you got like the you got some dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like if that's what you're around, that's what you're around. That's why I don't knock nobody for what they do, how they live their life. You know what I'm saying? But if you purposely go out your way to dog sisters, but then put these women up on the pedestals, it's like, come on, bro, you you, you are here tripping. You know what I'm saying? You know. Okay, so. Uh, can I interject? So I, I'm the opposite. So I'm from the Bay, raised in the Bay. You know, we, you know, we're like a melting pot. We got a little bit of everything you could think of. All races. Never dated outside my race. Never dated outside my race. I never planned to. Um, and that's why I grew up around. I grew up, you know, the Bay, we got all kinds of interracial relationships, but it's not something that I'm choosing to do because I prefer to be for black men. So I don't know if that's like the opposite of racism, but I'm too close minded, but I would never date outside my race. No, it's just your comfort zone. It's not that you close minded. To me, I feel like you like what you like. Because for me personally, like I said, I love black women. But Brian can can tell you when I first moved to California, like he know. I told him and everybody else, I'm looking for everything but a black woman right now. Because it was like, I'm so, like you said, y'all in the melting pot. I, I was exposed to all this stuff. Like being from the South, all we have is black, white, and the sprinkle mix. I'm like, that's it. So when I came out here, I was fascinated with Asian chicks and the, you know, the Indians and so on and so forth. But now, when I'm ready, you know, to settle down and have, you know, another kid or whatever, it's definitely going to be a strong black woman. And I think, you know, the self-hate stuff, I don't think it's self-hate. I think a lot of the black dudes who go outside their race, or especially to white girls, I say that because I see or I hear it a lot more. They're easy. And I feel like you're afraid of black women. That's how I feel. Hey, Barbara, can I say something real quick about that? Yeah. I think I think that's a fine line, and I'm I'm just telling you a little bit. I think that's a fine line between like admiration and like fetishization or um, fetishizing over somebody. Because I think we as men we fetishize over all women. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I think it becomes a problem when, like I said, it's you starting to admire them, thinking that they're better than. Like we got to realize that all women are inherently like physically the same. You know what I'm saying? So you got to dig deeper with your preferences. It can't just be the surface. And I know, like I said, a lot of us, I got caught, you know what I'm saying, as a young man, um, dealing with the surface. But as I got older, you know, uh, it's like, yo, this person ain't no better than the next one. You know, it's just that it just so happened to be the person I ran in with, ran into. So I would never, I would never just cut off any woman uh, for that matter. But for sure, not black women. Just because I'm in a, a new environment, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, okay, so, Kimberly, are you married? I am not. Are you in a relationship? I am not. I'm hardly dating. <laughs> right. So, all these years of being with black men, would it actually be wrong to date outside your race? Not saying that black men are bad, but I knew it was coming. It, up. it may be. Or you, you may be happily married. You get what I mean? Like it's not saying like 
like somebody else is better, but it's just like what's what you think has been working for you may not be the best thing for you. You know, I thought about that. And that's how I look at love. I I considered it. Um, I'm definitely more open to just to the thought of dating outside my race than I was, you know, years ago. But I don't know if I'm quite there. I've, I've never pictured it. I've never imagined it. Um, but out of all, I just find it hard. Like out of all the black men in the world, there's not one I could connect with on that level. I don't believe that. Well, you know, I just like haven't I run across it yet. You know, like I said from the get go, I think you fall in love with who you're around, and it's like so. If you're just always here in the bay or you know like brian if you were if you would have been stuck in texas you might not have found your your beautiful wife you know what i'm saying like you might have been with a spanish chick or one of the white girls is there or like uh like eric like you know if you would have stayed in north carolina you might not have met your wife you get what i'm saying like so it's like i don't think there's anything wrong with it I think you know what you think is best for you may not be what's best for you. But, you know, we all have a preference. So it's like your preference is your preference. I'll just say, hey, I'll just say real quick, if you fall in love, make sure it's for the right reasons. And the right Mm -hmm. reasons is you find somebody you connect connect with spiritually, mentally, emotionally. You know, if if it's the Mm -hmm. skin color that's like driving what you want in a person, like you just might need to recheck you know what I'm saying? The direction you're going, you know, like I I would never set out just to be with uh, a particular person. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, like I said, this is not a shot to anybody, but like I said, you said before you fall in who you, you fall in love with who you fall in love with. You know, the shit happens. It happens. Right. 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 Exactly. So we're going to fall off into topic number two. So I was having a discussion with Eric and we were talking about <laughs> private school versus public school. And the conversation came about, I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, trigger warning by uh, Killer Mike. Shout out to Killer Mike for that. Cause that was real dope. But, uh, and he did a breakfast club about it. And like, for me, like from what they were saying on breakfast club, like DJ Envy was basically saying private school kids are better than public school kids. And my rebuttal was, for me personally, I went to private school. All my friends went, I mean, I didn't go to private school. My bad. I didn't go to private school. I went to public school. Me and all my friends went to public school. And all the kids that we knew who went to private school, they all co-kids now. They all in and out of jail doing stupid shit now. So to me, just because you're in private school don't make you more intelligent. It makes you more privileged. That's for damn sure. But it doesn't make you more intelligent because at the end of the day, a high school, like when it's high school, a high school diploma is a high school diploma, in my opinion. Because you can go to a private school and make a 2.5 and graduate. You can do the same shit at public school. Now, the big difference is when you get to college. But in the world that we live in today, 2019, we live in a social networking world where if somebody got a degree from Harvard and somebody got a degree from Howard, whoever is more social who can have a conversation about everything, I feel like that's who'll get the job these days. But that's just my opinion on the public school versus private school. Like, 
I don't feel public is better than private, but I damn sure don't think private is better than public, like most people think. So, what you think about that one, though? Or Brian? Say that again. My thing, I seen, I seen the, uh, I haven't seen the episodes of Trigger Warning yet, but I saw the, um, the interview with Killer Mike and DJ Envy on the Breakfast Club, and it was, a, it's a trip because my thing was this here, and I had, I had that misconception about public schools and private schools. I always say, oh man, private schools is better, it's better, it's better, because it's, it's what society portrays the public school as. You know what I'm saying? But as I'm listening to Kill, as I'm listening to Killer Mike, he explained everything. I'm like, you know what? He he, 100 on point because the same tuition envy given that private school, the private schools getting funded, but you still paying taxes for the public schools though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just imagine if you took all that money you paying for tuition and stuff into the private school, if you put that money back into a public school, like LeBron James got his I Promise school and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I say I, I, just to add to that. Um, like I said, I agree with both of the brothers only because I think they were talking about two separate things. So what Killer Mike, the way he framed it, he says, I don't believe a black child should go to a public school or, or a school with uh, multi-race kids until they're the age of 13. And he was talking about being around your people and having that culture and stuff like that. And I think Envy was saying, I want to put my kid in a school that has as much resources as possible. I agree with both of them, but you got to remember that we living in the now right now. So what Killer Mike was saying is is a vision. It's something that we want to come, you know what I'm saying, in the future. We would love to have uh, schools full of black children doing great things. But the way our public school funding is set up right now, they're not able to do as many things. Now, that does not mean that a rose can't, you know what I'm saying, grow up from the cracks and get it from the mud. Because right. that I believe that that environment breeds greatness. But I, I don't knock envy for saying, hey, I don't want my kids to go through the same things that I went to, so I'm going to go ahead and throw my kid in this private school. Right, but okay, Kimberly, how do you feel about private versus public? I think it, it comes down to the resources and the discipline that is taught, like the curriculum. Uh, even my daughter, she goes to a charter school, and her curriculum is really different from the public system that's why I chose it and so I think that's that's a big part of if I had the opportunity to put it in private I probably would just because the resources are there the discipline is there now what they choose to do with that after high school comes a lot from their environment you know their parents things like that but I definitely think attending private school you know at the you know whatever level definitely puts you at a benefit compared to going to a public school. With the public school, there's so much, you know, after you graduate high school, you know, even during high school, there's a lot of struggle in trying to move up and go to college and things like that versus coming out of high school, graduating from a private school. Can I ask a question, Barbie, to the group? Yeah. yeah. Now, so I understand what you're saying, Kimberly, about one, you know, saying the best for your kid and, and making sure they have as much resources. To you, is that worth it? Like, is it worth sacrificing culture and being around your people for that quality of education? It, it, that's a hard one. That's a hard one because my daughter, she does go to a school and it's predominantly white people. 
but you know the environment we live in the way I was raised of course she's she's still exposed in other ways but when it comes to education the our culture isn't really being it's not really being taught a lot it's not how can I put it without sounding mean it's not a distraction for her when she's in school as it was for me when I was in school okay I appreciate that my bad Barbie what do you think about what he said? Uh, well, both my both of my sons, my sons go to um, both my sons go to charter schools. My oldest daughter, she goes to a public school. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And you would think you would think my daughter go to a private school. It basically come all down all the way down to funding and what the teachers are capable of doing and and passing their knowledge on to the students. Because I had a conversation about two or three years ago. I don't know if y'all seen that video of this white dude. He got up out of class talking about the teacher wasn't doing nothing, all this, sir. All she doing is passing out packets. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, he was like real passionate about what he's saying, right? So I, I yeah, reposted I the that. video. Yeah, I reposted the video, you know what I'm saying? So one of my boys from back from Texas, he got on that and he's like, he's like, man, he said, dude, going off, but he not knowing what that teacher going through. And I said, but as a as a teacher, yeah, you might follow a curriculum, but at the same time, it's up to you to invoke passion. In what you're doing, you know what I'm saying. You can just be going through the motions of passing out packets, or you can pass out them packets and really get involved with the child, the child's lives. And I think that's what a young dude was coming from. You know what I'm saying? But he said, but my my boy said a lot of times the curriculum that's being put on the teachers handcuffs the teachers in uh, public schools, so they really can't do a lot of stuff outside of what they really want to do. I don't really believe that. I believe as a teacher, you can pretty much do what you you can follow the curriculum as long as you do what you want to do. Exactly. As far as public, as far as public and private schools, yeah, I mean, like, like, it, it, it really just, like we, I'm not gonna sit here in front and like we all know, like take college for instance. Both two dude, two black dudes going there to a job with a resume. One graduated from Grambling, one graduated from MIT. We all know MIT gonna look at a whole lot higher than Grambling, even though they both got the same degree and the same thing. See, but that's where that's where, like. The fact but it's all about perception. It's all about perception. We need to change right, that. The fact that, like, you know, still said, like Eric said, we living in the now. And the now that we live in, nobody gives a fuck where you got your degree from. It's on how social are you? Because we live in a social world now. Like, nobody just, cares about degree. Like, except, except unless you in, like, the medical field then. Yeah, your ass got to go get the best of the best because you don't want the worst goddamn doctor working on, you know, doing surgery on people. But I feel like outside of the medical field, like nobody cares about where you got your degree. All they want to know is do you got one and can you do the job and how social are you? Because we live in a social world. But hey Barbie, one thing we do gotta realize is that so when we do get these opportunities, they're few and far between. Now I know if they let somebody from Gremlin in the door, I already know they're gonna show out. Because True. we work more, we work for more than the next man works for us. So we we putting on for our family, we putting on for our community, where we come from, and for real, for real, we got the whole race on our back. So I know that person is going, you know, exceed, succeed. And I don't think because they went to Gremlin that it's going to hold them back. But like uh, Brian said, we got to change the perception. And how do we do that is when we get those opportunities, when they do let us in the door, we got to show up and show out. Right, and then, like, you know, like, for me, 
like as far as public and private, I look at it how, you know, it's the same thing. I feel like we've been brainwashed to think private is better than public. The same way we've been brainwashed to think these bigger schools are better than HBCUs. Because for me personally, when it comes to college, I I try to get like I try to get all kids to go to a HBCU because I went to HBCU. I went to UAPB. Shout out to the Golden Lions. But I right. feel like I feel like you, you should embrace going to an HBCU because the reason for HBCUs is because at one point we couldn't go to any other school. You get what I'm saying? Like we couldn't go nowhere else, and we still like fans. You name me one nigga who went to Alabama, Stanford, and all this shit that's better than Dr. Martin Luther King. You get what I'm saying? Like, he went to HBCU. I'm pretty sure that's like the smartest black man we know. If you, you know what I'm saying? So right. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, I, I think it's for me, it's like what DJ Envy said is that. Yes, I want my daughter to be brought up and you know in our culture and embrace it. But when she's young and we're trying to establish, you know, her education, I don't want her to have to try to do both at the same time. And like I said, I grew up in the public school, so I know the distractions are there. So I have her in a like I say in a predominantly white school where she could just focus on the education and her arts. Once she gets to the high school level then it's up to her whether she want to go private or she wants to go public. <laughs> but right now, she's only 10. Right. I just want I mean, to like focus. For me, I mean, I, like I said, I don't, I don't disagree with, with you guys because that's where you send, send your kids to charter schools, private schools, whatever the case may be. I'm not saying that's a bad thing or you going against the grain. I'm just saying, you know, like Eric said earlier, like, you're paying for charter school and private school, but you're still paying taxes for public school. My kid goes to a public school, and but it's predominantly black too. So, I mean, you know, she's exposed to the same stupid stuff I went to. She went to the same, she had the same middle school I went to. But to me, I also feel like that raises a, a, a flag for home. Like, if you teach them better at home, then they wouldn't have to worry about the other stuff. Because, like, I know for me, like my mom would put like my mom was one of those moms that would come to the school and put her foot in my ass in class. Not call me to the principal's office and do it, but come to the class and kick my ass in front of everybody. So that's why oh, I you can't, you can't, Yeah, you can't do that these days, though, man. Well, that's true. That's true. Okay, I give you that one. <laughs> I give you that one. I was gonna say that's, that's why I was such a good kid in public school. I wasn't an asshole in school because I was afraid one of my parents was going to come kick my ass in class and then go back to work. And then kick my ass when I got home. But you're Man. right, you can't do that today. So, you know... It's, but did it's you ever feel that you were... Did you feel that you were distracted because you did go to a public school with so many Black people? Because I know I was. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't distracted. It was more so like, I did what I like to do. Like, Vince, I love being social in the hallway. So, yeah, I was late to class a few times, but... Who gave a shit? All you got was a pink slip and maybe detention after like five of them. Like, you know, like, I didn't care about that kind of stuff. Like, I wanted to be social with my friends in the hallway. You can know I, what I'm saying? Can I interject real quick to Kimberly's point? Yeah. So, one thing I can say is I, when I went to high school, it was it was 50-50, black-white, you know? And then I went to Hampton University, which is an HBCU. And one thing I noticed about being at HBCU, where it's 98% black, 
when you're on that campus, you don't think about that you're black. You know what I'm saying? It's strictly about education and whatever your studies are, you know, because that that whole part, that aspect of, of life, uh, there being other races and you look down to is removed. So I do think there is a benefit, you know what I'm saying, to being in a school that Killer Mike was talking about in his vision, you know, where everybody looks like you, everybody's striving to attain, you know what I'm saying, the same goals and aspirations. So it does mean something. And I would I would wonder if your daughter, the one that goes to the predominantly white school, like, have you ever asked if she feels some type of way, you know, being the only black girl in class or like, do y'all discuss that? Yeah, we've had those discussions, um, especially when they, you know, they talk about history and like, this is like Black History Month. Uh, when she was way younger, maybe like, even like kindergarten, she came back and she said, well, you know, we talked about Black history. And she's like, do you think like my friends, when she, you know, her white friends will end up treating her different or look at her different because she's Black? And I, you know, I told her straight mm. up, I said, it's a possibility. It's, it's definitely there, but she's such a, you know, I've kind of raised her to be confident and don't care what anybody thinks. It's That's kind of past, but she, it was brought up at one point. And even at 10, she knows she wants to go to a black college. And- even, even at 10, just because just we're from the Bay. Hell, when I went to Atlanta myself as a, you know, just a few months ago, I was like in culture shock. I was like, wow, there's so many black people here, you know, and you know, from the Bay, you know, we're not used to that. So me, myself, as a grown woman was shocked and was so impressed, like, wow, there's so many black people. Everybody's so positive and everybody's so together. And well, let me was, tell you something, Kim, this is, yeah. this is a down south secret. We all go to Atlanta <laughs> when we're trying to get our life together. So you know, just so you right. know that. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, oh, I was I'm going to drop a bomb for Atlanta on that one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the, the, for the sake of the topic, when I, my daughter was entering elementary, like I really did my diligence in researching schools and going to the tours and talking to parents. And it took me, and this, this is my daughter going to kindergarten, so I researched several schools that looked at the curriculums and like I said, my daughter goes to a charter and the, the curriculum for the charter was so different from the public system. It was so different because they have the freedom to, to teach kids, you know, how they want to teach kids. And so if private school is anything like that, I think it could be a benefit depending on the child. And uh, and I'm with I'm with Kimberly on that one and Brian. I say put your kid in the best situation that you think, you know what I'm saying, they need to be in. But it doesn't stop at school when the bell rings at three o'clock. When they come home, that's when our job starts. We gotta let them know who they are and always constantly reassure them and let them know that they are beautiful, they're smart, they is, you know, important, all that. You know, that's what we as as parents have to do. Right. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I agree. Now let's move on to the last and final hilarious topic. Let's talk about this who's better. All the people who don't know, I do this weekly thing called who's better on my Instagram at ASAP Barbie. I put up 
two musicians. I put them against each other. Like, for instance, like, last week, we did Sade versus Beyonce. Destiny's Child versus TLC. You get where I'm going with that? So, this week, we had some pretty good ones again. And this time, it wasn't even my choice. These were the people's choice that DM me these people. And I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. So I used them. So I'm going to dive into the first one. The first one is Case versus Joe. Now, Mm. on my Instagram, Joe won 100%. Like, there wasn't even a vote. There wasn't even one vote for Case. Every vote was for Joe. Now, for me, oh, my God. I was I was kind of uh, I was kind of on the fence with this. One. I was kind of on the fence with this one because I, I like them both. I do. I really do. And like my favorite song by Case is "Missing You." My favorite song by Joe is "Too Many to Name." But if I had to throw one out, it'd be more and more. Like, but with this one, like if you're making me choose, I'm gonna have to go with Joe as well because I think Joe had more hits than Case. But I also think that like Case had hits for a certain type of people, if that makes sense. But Joe had hits like hits after hits after hits after hits. I don't give a damn who wrote them, who didn't write them. If he wrote them, whatever the case may be, I had to go with Joe. Kim, Kimberly, who you go? Who you got to go with on this? I'm gonna roll with Case, just because you know he don't have too many albums and he don't have too many hits. But that one hit. Happily Ever ever After was the best song ever. And I think that that outbeats all of Joe's songs. Joe's songs are cool, but that one song from Case that uh, has me so Hey, can I, can I second that? So, you know, Jay-Z is mm, my favorite rapper. Okay. Jay-Z is married to Beyonce. Beyonce was on Happily Ever After, so I'm going with Case. <laughs> That boy say for the rain J. I had it first. Right, do you hear me? That was a good one. All right, Brian, it's up to you. Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go ahead and make it a trifecta, man. I'm about to go a case my damn self. You know what I'm saying? That missing okay. you was my that missing you was my joint, man. Yeah, and that's why I said it. It was me. Like I went Joe because he had more hits, not because he's just that much better. Because like Kimberly said, Case didn't have too many albums. But we remember every damn album he had and every song that was on it. But see, my, my thing so, is, see, my thing is, see, we this, this is why when you go when you go with hits, I really can't go by that. I go by like the the artistry and stuff like that. You know what I'm okay. saying? Because one might have more push than the other one might have. You know what I'm saying? Therefore, right, if you right. stay, if you start getting your stuff pumped to the radios, but he don't have the he don't have the, the marketing behind the other one, it's like you're going you automatically think one is better than the other one. Well, that's not really the case. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then, you know, again, this show, let's talk about it. It's strictly your opinion. So, you know, however you view music, that's your way of viewing music. It is what it is. Well, let's, let's not shoot on Joe, though. Joe had, a, Joe had a better career, you know. But he did. I agree. You, he has the you, better career. You asking who's better, though. You know what I'm saying? Who I want to sing at right. my wedding, you know. Right. <laughs> exactly. 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 Hey, I'm outnumbered. I'm outnumbered on this one. Even though the people voted Joe. <laughs> Hey, the judges tonight voted Case. Hey, let's drop a bomb for Case. You feel me? <laughs> hey, had to be done. All right. The next one 
that we have. It was a pretty good one too. Maxwell versus Brian McKnight. Mm. And on my Instagram, again, this was another tough one. Everybody, it was like a sixty-five percent vote for Maxwell. Now, for me, I'm gonna have to go with Brian McKnight just because the nigga was nominated for twelve Grammys, and his music is like from top to bottom. Like without Michael Jackson and Prince here, I feel like he just took over Prince spot because he plays instrument, he does his own music, he produces it. Like he that guy. And if I was to get married, I'm pretty sure I'd pay that five grand and have him sing at my reception. Mm, that's a tough one. So, Kimberly, hey, hey, I'm gonna back you up, Barbie. I'm gonna go on with Brian McKnight. So, I think these dudes they should make music that we can sing to. Can't nobody sing with Maxwell? You know, I can't <laughs> sing that to my lady at night. I can't hit those options, you know what I'm saying? But Brian McKnight, you know what I'm saying? I'm kind of in the range. And like I told you earlier, man, like Brian McKnight was the only dude that had me at a piano trying to learn how to play, you know what I'm saying, his mm. music, just so I can go to school with these, these little shorties, you know, so I, I go with Brian McKnight. Oh, oh, Casanova. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I used to Kimberly, steal lyrics for everything. <laughs> okay, I know this is going to sound weird, but I've never bought a Maxwell album, and I've never bought a Brian McKnight album. What? Dutch. Okay. Okay. So check this out. Voices. So before you pick, I must <laughs> ask this question. Yes. Even though you haven't bought one of their albums, oh. tell me that you got their music on your playlist at least. Download I, the song. I, I do. Okay. Okay. I'm cool with that one. Hey, I think we got disconnected for a quick second from Miss Kimberly. So, Brian, go ahead and give us your pick between Brian McKnight and Maxwell. Man, even though I think Urban Hang Sweet was like one of the top R&B albums of all time, in my opinion, I got to go with longevity, man. I got to go with Brian McKnight, man. You know what I'm saying? Because that dude, it, it was just something about that dude, man. You know what I'm saying? Back in the 90s, Brian McKnight was that dude that's on the solo tip. He was that, he was that guy, man. He was that dude. Yeah, I mean, like I said, for me, like I said, for me, the whole I just want to bring I highly doubt, I highly doubt Maxwell could take a take a country song and flip it like Brian McKnight did. Uh, what's right, the exactly. like, back in the Like, come on, man, come on, man, Brian McKnight, all day, baby. All right, so Miss Kimberly is back. So, Miss Kimberly, <laughs> who you choosing between Brian McKnight and Maxwell? I am choosing Brian McKnight. That's what I'm talking about. That, that, that man. Okay. So, again, for the people, like I put, like I put under my post on Instagram, the fact that everybody picked Maxwell, I think Maxwell is what's in your heart, but I think Brian McKnight is the truth, if that makes any sense, because it's like, because like I put on Instagram, I guess his 12 Grammy nominations don't mean shit. Like, Ain't I too many musicians got twelve Grammy nominations. I didn't even know that. <laughs> oh yeah, but, but you got you got to look at so you got to look at, but you also got to look at the age of the people that you're you're asking. Like a lot, a lot of like me and E, we was probably on a whole different tip. We was in high school back in the '90s, man. We was up there, you know, so we listened to the radio. We dedicating songs. We offered to the Gerald Levert stuff like that. So, whereas, I'm just gonna go out cat- on a limb and say like, 
for me, it was like, I'm pretty sure the young people ain't going to know this because this is for us. My love is what made me fall in love with Brian McKnight. What was that? Remember the BET Midnight Love? Yes, sir. That <laughs> shit is what made me fall yeah. in love with Brian McKnight. I'm just going to keep it solid. <laughs> Young cats, I know about that midnight something. They don't know about that, man. Exactly. <laughs> so, hey, we're going to drop a, we gonna drop a ball for Brian McKnight with on that one. Hey, he did his thing on that one. Now, the next one that we had, it, it was pretty easy, but we just had to put it up there because it was an actual controversy uh, in the mid-90s about this one. Uh, Mary J versus Faith Evans. And the reason that it was a controversy is because fans and people really assumed that Diddy kicked Mary J off the label so he could sign Faith because she was better. And some people was like, he only signed Faith and kicked Mary J off because Faith was Biggie's wife. But for me, I feel like Mary J wins this one on my behalf, hands down, because I've never heard a remake of an old song like the way Mary J did. I'm going down. Mm. Mm. Okay. Now, that's just how I feel about Mary J and Faith Evans. Like, if Faith Evans come back with an old classic that, that could challenge it, okay, we might can have this conversation again. But until then, I feel like I'm going down alone. Kills mm. everything Faith Evans has ever done. Yeah, I'm not going to shit on the Queen Faith Evans, man. As soon as I get home, that, that was my hit. You know, and this is the exact opposite of the whole Case and Joe thing. Um, I can't rock with her on having only one or two hits because of Mary J's body of work. I mean, I can remember being like early 90s, being in the house, you know, my mama having 411 on Mary J, legendary status, living amongst us right now. Like, I go with Mary J. Kimberly. Yes, yes. So I hope you had one of these women. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course I have. But I feel like Mary and the majority of her songs, she be I feel like she's speaking about my life. Like she's speaking to me. Like I feel her on a deeper level. So for that, I like, think maybe. Like all these issues with like men and what you go through with men. I feel like Mary touches that on a deeper level for us women. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I'll take that, Brian. What you who you got? Bruh, share my world, bruh. <laughs> three words, three words, share my world. That C D boy, come on, man. Man, 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 she's called the queen for a reason, man. Like oh, I don't yeah. even see what hey. I don't even see where this was a <laughs> Ain't no woman. I don't give it. You can you can love Beyonce when she dance on stage, but I'd rather see Mary J on stage doing her thing thing. Oh, yeah, she comes home. Mary <laughs> like, like Mary keep it, keep it like, hey, I got this drink in my got this drink in my glass, so. I'm a two-step and kick it out on your dog ass right quick. You feel me? She like, she like the auntie, the fun auntie. Right, that's Auntie yeah. Mary, man. Auntie Mary. <laughs> exactly. She like the auntie at the barbecue. You're like, God damn, I can't wait to Auntie Mary she, get here. She, she's definitely the auntie. All right, so that's another one. Well, hey, we're going to drop a bomb for Mary because she did that one. Hey, go Mary. Go Mary. 
Nah, but uh, so the next one is so this was the big one, and Eric agreed with me when we talked about it before. And for me, this next one, I had to go back and listen to both their music so I could be like, damn, which one am I gonna go with? And the next one is Mario versus Sammy. I was like, wow, because you know, both of them kind of came and went hella fast, but. When I sat down and listened to both their music, like, I had to go with Sammy. And I went with Sammy because he had one, just one song that, that stood out more than Mario's songs, and that was that uh, Come With Me. Come With Me by Sammy. That shit, I think it touched my soul a little bit. I think that's why I really rolled with Sammy. And his newest song, that Coming of Age song, that song was pretty dope. So I had to roll with Sammy on that one. Kimberly, who you rolling with? Okay, I like Brian McKnight and Maxwell. I've actually had every Sammy album. I've had every Mario album. <laughs> they were we were like in the same age range. So when they came out, I was in that age range. And so, you know, I had their posters on my wall. All of that. I went to the concerts. All of that. Oh, um, wow. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. As a, with them being teenagers, I will pick Mario, but them being men and adults now, I will pick Sammy. I feel like Mario's fell off as he got older, whereas Sammy actually got better as he got older. And I know, because I have all their albums. <laughs> so, okay. Ryan, how you feel? Well, I'm like Miss Kimmy. I'm, I'm, I'm older. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I heard the little I heard the little jingles they had, you know what I'm saying? I <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because they, 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 they was younger, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know what I'm saying? I mean, but uh, if, I have to pick, if, I, if I have to pick one. Yeah, it's uh, uh, I go with Mario, man. All right, Mario. Ooh. Eric, it's on you. Yo, so, you know, I'm back and forth, man. Like, early today, I was on Sammy, but I'm going to have to go with Mario. Uh, I went back and listened while we was on break, and uh, that How Do I Breathe, man. Like, I was like, yo, Mario got some cuts, and he, yeah, he, make, he makes better music. Now, I will say, Sammy got the best song out of all of them, uh, both of them. And that come with me, I think that's, that's just, like I said, hands down, it's better than anything Mario put out. But Mario did put out more hits, so I'm gonna go with Mario. Oh man! Well, yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, well. vocally, I think Mario's the stronger singer, but his albums lately have just been. So okay, so basically, you going with Mario talent and Sammy looks? That's what you're telling us right now. No, they both fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. They both fine, so oh my. I don't know. It, it's it's <laughs> this is beyond me. <laughs> First time choosing who's better is gonna be a breeze. Hey, you guys have to listen Shout to, to Mario. Mario has a song called "I'm Him," which is kind of recent. It's actually really, really good. Like I said, Mario hasn't produced anything strong in a while, but Sammy has. I can hear your heart crying out for me. Come on now. Come on now. That's old. That's old, though. 
The human I mean, tail. You, okay, so. Oh, yeah, it is you hello. can braid my hair? Come on. Uh, oh, hey, I, I, I still have. Hey, so, okay, I'll give you that one. That, that braid my hair, that was a culture change. Like, every nigga made sure that they went to some girl they like or something to get their hair braided when they had that hair. Like, I will give you that. But for me, I just felt like Sammy came stronger. I think that's what it was for me. Sammy came stronger. Like, like Mario made good songs, but Sammy made strong songs. Like, Sammy was like, all right, I ain't going to be here too long, so let me make my presence felt. Versus Mario was like, here I am. You know, I'm cute and cuddly. You know, whatever. It is what it is. But, all right, I guess, hey, we'll have to get this from the Mario. Hey, drop a bomb for Mario. God damn. Mario to beat you out, Sammy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so the next one that we're going to talk about is the last one we're going to talk about, which was a pretty good one. Because it, it was, it's not tip like when you think about it, like first thing you say, you're going to pick one over the other. But when you sit down and listen to their music, it was hard. And the next two, the last two is Tyrese versus Genuine. Like, oh man, Tyrese, hands down. If you're going to pure vocals, that's Tyrese. That's Tyrese. Hey, that's hey you know what? I like, I like my man Brian's energy right now. He making me feel like I'm not crazy. Right. But I chose Tyree strictly because he made Sweet Lady. Like, something about that damn song was like, every beautiful woman I see, I just want to sing it to him. That's how I was when I heard that song. Like, but that's why that, I chose I was, Tyree. I, I just listened to that. What's that? Shame on me. I listened to that song like five times back to back last night. No lie. <laughs> Like and I, I ain't yeah. and I ain't even, I'm not even in the doghouse with my woman. You feel me? But I, but that song, like the song is just so powerful. You feel me? It's like, dang man, hey that come on man. I don't get it twisted. I'm not shitting on genuine by any means. I am. I'm not shitting on him by any means. He made some he made some hits now. Goddamn, we can't we can't take that away from him. But I, I'll just say I'll just say I wasn't really smashing on chicks like that in eighth grade when these brothers was out, you know. Exactly. So yeah, That's I listen to Pony, you know, I listen to all that. But like I said, I could sing Sweet Lady to on the bus, you know what I'm saying, to the little girl that's <laughs> next to me. You know, I could when I was a singer, I could be like, How you gonna act like that? You know? So I'm I'm gonna go with my man Tyrese. And I can't even mess with Gene Wine because he messed up TTG anyway. You know what I'm saying? Flipping yeah. the powder or whatever. So I'm gonna go with that Tyrese. And and like I said, I went with Tyrese because of sweet lady. And then uh like you said, uh well, how you gonna act like that? And uh what's the damn song called? The 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 sign song, signs of love making, like signs of love making, yep. What? Yep. Yo, hey, hey for real, quiet is kept. Genuine was up there with that that artist that we shall not name, you know what I'm saying, that was killing. In the nineties, you know what I'm saying? Genuine was in that category, I think. He was he was doing his thing. Nah, I, okay, hold on, hold on. Okay. The thing about Genuine is he came out with Pony, you know what I'm saying? That blew up now this sir. What was his next hit after that? He had a hit with Maya, didn't he? Uh 
Dang. Now, hold on, time out. Now, time out. See, the Jeff, for the simple fact, you can't automatically name his next hit right after that. Well, it was, you know, it was, I picked pick Kyrie with you. We supposed to be on the No, track. no, no, no. I, I, I understand that. I understand it. But my thing is, like, how, 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 how folks saying, well, I'm not just going to shit on Genuine. But it's like, Brad, this, it's really not no contest when you look at it. When you really look at it, it's really not no contest. His next hit was like same OG, right? That's what I thought. On the same album, it was. It was same OG. It was same OG. Oh yeah, in those jeans. And then you had you had differences. Got hits. None of your friends' business. That's the one I was talking about. None of your friends' business was the shit. Yeah, so anxious. So like he, anxious. he, he had to hey, change my shit. See, that's why I said. See, that's why I said when it comes to pure vocals. When it comes to pure vocals, vocals. A sang, like a singer, not a singer. It's Tyrese. It's hands down Tyrese. Now, if you yeah. want to get the party popping, or you got a little female in the club, you know, say you're trying to corner you, whatever. Like, I can't say that because the thing that happened last week. But y'all know what I'm talking about. It's gonna be genuine, but Brian. But Brian, at the, go listen to the beginning of So Anxious and tell me my man Genuine ain't got vocals, right? He, he, he got, did his thing on So Anxious. I can't even Genuine, Genuine can sing, Tyrese can sing. I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. So, in other words, what you're telling me is you telling me Genuine is Drake, he can harmonize hella good, he just can't sing. He can sing. No, nah, he, nah, he, he can sing. Now nah, Drake, Drake, that old fake ass harmonizer stuff. Genuine can sing. I'm not taking. I'm not taking nothing from Genuine. My thing is, if you put him up, I, I think I think a better comparison for Tyrese would be probably somebody like Tank. To me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Vocal wise, you know what I'm saying? They, so Kimberly, you like, said Genuine had his, but you still ain't picked who you got though. Oh. Vocal wise, I would choose Tyrese. All right, so check this out. I notice y'all keep saying vocalized and and this person, this one, and this person, that one. If you was a club owner and you could only play one of their songs all night long, would it be genuine songs all night long or would it be Tyree songs all night long? In the club, I'm going to own it's going to be Tyrese. In the club, I would choose genuine. In the club, I'm choosing Tyrese. Tyrese in the club? In the club, I'm choosing Tyrese. And I'm only saying that to say, I believe Tyrese music is like grown and sexy. I thought genuine music was strictly like come here, girl, give me club that music. Exactly, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like at the end of the and night, you know, in we the live club, in a time where you can't just say give me that pussy no more. And, and at the end that. of the night in the club, like I was looking for, I was asking the DJ to play, you know, Alicia Keys. I was asking him to play. Um, you know, some Joe to see crazy in love. I wasn't trying to freak on no Joe at the end of the night. I was trying to, you know what I'm saying? Lee was trying, trying to whistle so, out here and get a yeah, number. I don't want genuine pony right now at the end of the night. Uh, I would choose genuine to be in my club versus Tyree. But, but at the club from start to finish, I'm going with genuine. Sorry. All right, all right, all right. Now, if we're in a lounge somewhere, something like that, then I'll pick Tyrese. I do lounges my damn self. So. Tyrese make macking music, yo. Something to match. Tyrese just make me be my feelings, and that's not how I'm trying to be if I'm out oh, trying to oh, fuck the See? See? <laughs> yeah, and, I want to be in my feelings. I like that shit, though. <laughs> no, if I'm out socializing, I'm not trying to hear that. See, she said he got her in her feelings, 
what she really trying to say is he making me think. <laughs> and, I, and I ain't trying to be thinking when I'm out trying to socialize. I'm trying to, you know, rub on somebody's set or something. I mean, <laughs> Tyrese is not going to make me do that. He's going to make me sit there and think like, damn. I guarantee you, hmm. if you got you a glass of Henny and signs of love make it come on, you can feel on somebody's son. And I'm pretty sure you're going to feel bad. But genuine, I got more of those type of songs. Tyrese no, don't. No, she's she, she trying to throw it back, though, you feel me? She ain't... <laughs> well, shit, if that's the case, if that's the case, eliminate both of them and put some juvenile on. <laughs> oh, man. That's <laughs> true. Facts, though. Big facts. Hey, I'm just saying. Everybody knows when you hear dun, 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 dun. You already know what time it is, but that's how we we going to get to that episode next week sometime. Hey, yo, it's been fun with y'all. It's been real. Hey, and for all the people out there that's listening, catch up with me at ASAP Barbie on Instagram. I'll be doing Who's Better starting tomorrow at 3 p.m. I have them all posted. And those are the ones we're going to talk about on Tuesday. And so y'all know that, you know, I always leave you with some with some good words at the end. And like today, it's like a phrase I use. It's like, it's be humble, live for today. Call an old friend, give hugs, be curious, take a chance, make a new friend, push the fucking fear aside, take pictures, go outside and smell the flowers. Don't stop smiling and embrace a stranger. Like those are the words that I have for you for the rest of the weekend. And I mean, and I hope if you watch the Super Bowl tomorrow, I hope you burn in hell because I won't be watching this shit because <laughs> I pray because fucking Rams cheated my Saints and fucking oh, are Republicans. So fuck them both. Here we go. Here we go. This madness. So Look, go, 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 Rams. Okay. I give you I'll that because you're from California, so you got to choose a team because the Raiders and the 49ers, like, eh. they what the they, I mean, they're. But Tom, what the Tom Brady from the Tom Brady from the Bay, though. But Tom Brady yeah, from no, the Bay. I'm I'm a Raiders fan, so I can't go for the Pats because they ain't our our division. Oh, so of course I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the other side. Yeah, I hope Marcus Peters get used tomorrow. Man, look here, man. Look here, man. You gonna let pop my boy Marcus Peters, man? <laughs> I told you, you are gonna stop this no, last no. Real shit, though. It was fun to chat with y'all. Hey, um, Kimberly, do you have anything for the people? Just be productive and go out and do what you've been saying. You've been wanting to do. Stop putting stuff off. Get it done. You got anything for the people? Think, man. It's not illegal. Think. It's not illegal. <laughs> Eric, I always know you got something for us. Bro, I ain't got nothing, man. I had fun <laughs> talking with y'all tonight. Um, <laughs> Hopefully we can do this again. And you know, anytime you call me, I'm here. Hey. Sick trades, you niggas want me to talk about it. You're